0: Are we in all of our robot overlords yet? You might think that this whole 2020 so far seems like a bit of simulation. Well, 16 years from now, it might not be too far wrong. This is the next episode of Geek Bytes. We're looking at 2036 Origin Unknown. I'm Rich, joined, as always, by Stu.
1: Greetings, human. Um, yeah, I... I i could be a robot i could not be i could be a virtually simulated version of Stewie. we never know um yeah it's yeah it's uh yeah i mean i i you suggested this film a while back then we both forgot about it Then i recommended it again recently and then we (laughs) decided to watch it and part of me just wishes i hadn't mentioned it i hope i wish it had fallen down the cracks um you know based on that everyone listening can tell where this is going to go but uh yeah, it was an interesting one. It was a very, very interesting Not, Not actually, it wasn't very interesting. I mean, the conversation will be interesting just because of how strongly I feel about this film.
0: Um, well, I mean, obviously, anything Katie Sackhoff is in kind of as the sci fi fan, you have to sit up and take notice. I think that's pretty much all she does, isn't it? Sci fi. Obviously, yeah. from starbuck starting out as star well i don't know if that's where she started out but that was certainly a breakout role uh, yeah starbuck in vessel star galactica um yeah she, yeah it's always good stuff
1: she, she was also a villain in flash for a little bit uh the less oh, you say yes. about that the better yeah, yeah she, she basically <laughs> controlled that. yeah but she had a really bad english accent and she controlled metal or something wasn't it and she she was like an air stewardess or something but um oh, but
0: none of the villains in flash make any sense anymore
1: so yeah no, yeah to be <laughs> fair i mean as long as they're not another speedster they don't really get much time on screen um yeah. but yeah so she did that and then there was another thing on netflix that she's done recently which is kind of another it's about aliens turning up on earth and she's one of the only people to deal with it so i've not
0: actually watched it I have. I, yes it, i enjoyed it um, what was that one oh, i forget what it's called now was it called Another Earth? It was something
1: like it was called something like Another Earth or something. Yeah, because because um, when I saw because I typed in Katie Sakov because I couldn't remember the name of this and that come up, then this come up and I watched the trailer for that one first because I was a bit confused and then I watched this one. I'm like, is this just like you know a continuation of that? Do I need to watch the series first because it's basically you know you know some sort of similar premise you know or, or an accident on Mars is what this one was pitched at and she's got to investigate it. I thought oh it could be you know but it wasn't uh, and maybe that backstory would have helped. And,
0: and Another Life. There you go. It was called Another Life. Okay. No, there's 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 a second um second series that coming up, which I'm looking forward to actually. It was good stuff.
1: Nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I might try that when I eventually find some time to watch Netflix. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just that yeah, a series at the moment is a big commitment. Um. So. Yes. Sorry.
0: Yeah. But, so oh, yeah. Um, you got um, got a uh, one sentence thought for this one? I'm kind of dreading it now. But. <laughs>
1: well we might need our beep machine for this one um uh, 2036 a odyssey <laughs> yes um I, I think there was lots of parallels <laughs> of, yeah there was lots of parallels with 2001 will they do well well probably not but it's uh yeah i mean that just sums up my feelings it it, it just didn't It was aiming for the heady heights of 2001. And, you know, I think it kind of did that to the detriment of everything else. Um, And, uh, you know, I'll break it down later. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm feeling. What about you? What's your expert? I've
0: not not, not watched 2001 for a very long time um, or since I was a kid. um, So I couldn't really draw too many parallels with it. But I'm looking forward to that for sure. (laughs) Um, My one, it was uh, artificial intelligence meets um, the sixth sense. Uh, interesting premise, but a very slow, boring journey. Um, by artificial intelligence, I mean the film that starred Haley Joel Osment and Jude Law back in the day, which was uh, one of my favourite films actually. Um, so it's kind of, and I quite like Sixth Sense as well. So you might think that's high praise, saying it's a merger of those two, but didn't really pull it off. I guess more conceptually it is. But
1: how, how quite, how so, like how is it like sixth sense i mean I'm, you know spoiler alert, obviously but you know i, I didn't quite get that link like well, so she's I mean, seeing dead people is that she is dead people i mean she. You yeah
0: you, yeah you don't know she's dead the whole, well she, she doesn't know she's dead the whole time or she's a simulation So yeah you know, they're taking death as a simulation which you know some people might suggest it is there's that theory that um basically uh the afterlife is just your synapses firing at the moment of the death and basically human synapses fire so rapidly it, as you lose consciousness that will feel like eternity and basically uh, that's what some people might perceive as the afterlife wow yeah, that's yeah that's a, that's a whole nother conversation
1: i mean yeah, to be fair as there seems to be a common trend amongst our podcasts recently we've had um <laughs> was it the discovery we've had uh well actually we've not quite done that one yet but it's uh, upload is coming soon isn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah it's well i mean i you know i get, i kind of get where you're coming from there and it seems like you appreciated it as a whole but maybe not the journey you know the actual experience of watching it
0: yeah i don't know, it just felt just a bit very slow paced and a bit stilted i kind of get what they would try to do and kind of like have it all in that one room. Um, it felt, but it felt quite claustrophobic. And maybe that's what they were going for, but I just didn't quite enjoy it. Um,
1: I, I think that helps with a punchline, though, doesn't it? Because, you know, the punchline is that that one room is the, the cube that she's been staring at the whole time.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. like,
1: you know, oh, it's all a bit meta. I'm, I'm in the cube, but I'm not in the cube. But I'm in the See, cube. That's,
0: yeah, so that's yeah. what I mean, like, the whole conceptually it hung together well. But just because something is a cool slash well-executed, con- well, It's a good concept. Doesn't mean it's well executed.
1: (laughs) And and that's the thing. It's a, you know, there was a, oh, what if she's in the cube? You know, what's in the, you know, what if she's in the cube? That was the sort of maybe the pitch. You know, oh, she's in the cube, that she's investigating. You know, it's some sort of staring at herself in a mirror type thing. You know, and it's a loop, perpetual loop, blah blah. blah. That might have been a really cool pitch they come up with, but the delivery was terrible. Like it didn't leave me thinking, oh. Oh well, my simulation it just left me thinking, when is this film going to end and um,
0: yeah. you know this is a pretty it, rubbish simulation if so
1: yeah exactly <laughs> it's it was just like three or four yeah exactly, my simulated life is terrible if I'm watching this <laughs> over and over um, but yeah, it was just I mean yeah, when you said about well executed and you then you backtracked on that, I mean, I've got a few points on that, so I, I don't know about you, but I thought the, ter- the special effects were terrible. it was just so dated and so naff this um, was
0: clearly a very a very low budget um film it um, was like
1: no budget it was just there was the yeah, same yeah. bit of, of fog flowing over mars anytime you had a shot it's exactly the same bit of fog stock footage you know all oh, this mist Ooh. and like especially you know they've obviously got a bunch of 3d models from various sources so like the production design nothing looked consistent so you had like a you know, a, a, and sort of quite contemporary spaceship shooting up right at the start, opening it up and then a thing comes out. Yep, all good so far. Then it opens up and you've got some sort of futuristic space fighter come out and it's just like, well, on, how's that, you know, what's happening there then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that space fighter turns on its ion drive and jets over to Mars. It's like, so why did you need that big look? It was kind of, that was weird. Then you got to Mars and she's driving around a rover that looks like it's from the 70s. Uh, yeah, yeah. E- even though she's, you know, on the ship. You find that later on, the 3D printed a bunch of Androids. And it's just like, it wasn't so...
0: Quite, it wasn't quite... All the technology there wasn't quite at the same time, was it? It was. It kind of felt like some of it had advanced significantly. Like, what were they talking about? Instantaneous hyper communications or something, which was That was it, yeah. Than,
1: like, yeah. And that's that's the sort of, oh, how did you come up with it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it was a brain fart <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I suppose now that I've mentioned it, maybe... <laughs> maybe it may because it's a, a simulation he's just been like oh yeah let's just fight let's just source of source a ship oh here's a ship and here's another ship she won't know the difference blah blah blah, blah. you know and maybe hyper communication actually didn't happen in the real crash but because it's the simulation he can do it so it makes life easier. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true yeah that is quite that was added in yeah
0: although then would she would she not need to remember that being invented or whatever although she did remember other points Oh, well, that leads on to some of my other theories about this film. There are multiple theories or ways to watch this film if you really, really try hard enough.
1: Oh, what? Have you Googled this or is this your interpretation?
0: (laughs) Uh, I think, well, I think it's my my interpretation. Okay. Um, Well, sorry, yes, it's my interpretation. So, yeah, I don't know if other people have come up with it. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's uh, so all these points where her friend comes along. or her supposed friend what was his name Um, the other officer and uh, he turns up and he's hanging out with her on the um, on the spaceship is she on the spaceship?
1: no yeah. she's she's she's. that's the thing when, when I all the trailer I'm like alright oh, she's going to space to investigate a thing on Mars that seemed like a really interesting film then it's just like no she's sitting in a room remotely controlling things on Mars,
0: yeah, right. It's like oh yeah it's I, like, like the communication yeah so it's all instantaneous
1: yeah so i'm quite into telepresence and stuff and for this film not to interest me you know it's just because like, <laughs> you know, it was so badly but, um, done but anyway carry on
0: but yeah the point about that is like all those elements and like when i don't you know can you can either read that as this was part of the simulation and he was actually the, the the ai had actually simulated him to come there yeah um or film's actually kind of like throwing us for a loop and actually showing things in a nonlinear narrative. Like this is actually her remembering or not her remembering. Sorry. This is just showing us how it happened, how the AI did actually take over the world. And then it's only the bits that's just her in and talking to the AI. That's actually, that's what she's reliving over and over. Um, Cause he, the AI would kind of overwritten that memory of how he betray, how he betrayed her so yeah I'm, sorry, I'm not sure i'm not sure it makes a huge significance difference but it's, so they, um, it's,
1: it's a bit doing a west world where it's kind of like the man in black two storylines exactly
0: yeah yeah exactly uh, like a west world
1: yeah i think d- you're giving this film too much credit um <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> but yeah i mean it that would be m- it would be a much more interesting interpretation i mean it, it, it they could have t- subtly changed like the um the hue or whatever of the difference you know oh we're in the present or you know we're in the machine we're in the reality or whatever you know that could have kind of given you indications but um yeah i don't know like that character i think katie sackoff's character is fairly well developed i think Artie was fairly well developed but her sister was just a bit generic and so was the um her you know her colleague that turned out to betray her it was kind of they were just sort of generic sort of oh what's that you uh, know.
0: her sister threw up red flags for me from pretty much the moment she came on screen i thought oh no yeah she's definitely
1: she's a, a robot
0: wrong. simulation yeah. or something and yeah i had that pegged straight away i didn't quite have it all pegged that it was all a simulation but no there was and you know maybe we can give the filmmakers credit that they kind of dropped that in as a clue that kind of made her have wooden acting or whatever but uh, i think on the other hand maybe it was just a very low budget like it was it was all just kind of like uh, the quality of the screen that she appeared on kind of looked like the old fmvs in um command and conquer you know, oh, the original yeah. command and conquer where kane it, it was like she was a character from that and um
1: with the really yeah, wooden acting to go with it
0: <laughs> well yeah and if they had um if they did that on purpose then you know fair enough but, for whatever reason it just it just made me think that she's um she's definitely um yeah she's not even alive, and they just had a very weird relationship the whole time, so you know maybe that and but, but of course, going back to my previous theory about whether that was um a memory or actually part of the simulation, maybe if it was a memory, maybe her sister was just weird if it's simulation, then yeah it was just poor simulation
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's weird, isn't it the fact that you have to it's, I mean, that's the thing. I think there's there's films like this which leave you with thoughts and you're like, oh, yeah, it's worthwhile thinking about it. And there's films like this which we're like, yeah, what's the point? It's kind of like, <laughs> is is there enough in this to kind of try and dis- – I mean, I know this is our job because we're here reviewing it, but it, it just – it was just – I wish this was my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our this is our uh, hobby, um, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's just – I don't know. It was just – yeah, the sister was wooden and just didn't make any, you know, it just seemed to make any sense. And the relationship between them seemed strained because of the fact that Katie Zakoff's character convinced her dad not to go to space. And uh, why not? because when she originally said that, I was like, oh, she must have been a girl when that happened. And then when you work out her age and the fact it was only, what, six years? <laughs> <the> previous, <laughs> yeah. so like So you're 20 something and you said, don't go, daddy. No, no, actually, no, go, daddy. And it's just like, really? Yeah, it's poor, a bit weird. Off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was just a bit strange and also like yeah so that she's racking with her guilt i mean going back to Artie and her dynamic i like the fact that she's trying to get him to joke and trying to get him to be a bit more human and be per- more personable i think that was kind yeah. of interesting and i don't think there was much i mean there was a few bits where he gave one-liners and you thought oh maybe he's got it but there wasn't much payoff on that was there apart from maybe the fact that he felt sorry for her she resurrected her afterwards because he thought well oh, you're not a, you're not bad you're not a wrong and um human's
0: kind of felt like he was almost toying with her like he'd throw her a bone now and then when he'd be like oh yeah ha 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 that we, that is amusing well yeah. there was that long wasn't there when she says something like oh you know what one day uh ai will take over the world and we'll all be left over and he says ha 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 yes very amusing foreshadowing there oh, obviously was... it's already happened
1: oh yeah yeah robot goes into a bar and it says we don't serve your kind here yet He's like, yeah, yeah, not not yet. You do, yeah. I mean, I didn't find that That's funny. Not... Yeah, but now I find it funny just simply because it's one of the most entertaining things in the film. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's um, yes, it's just. I kind of quite quite a challenging watch. I think it was really well acted by Sakov. I mean, she she did the best of what she was given. And maybe they're sitting there thinking, oh, it's going to be really good production around this, and really good CGI, and yeah, 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 it's going to be edited together really well. And when you see the end, you're like, oh, I did all that acting for nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's um, I don't know. Oh, she
0: was one of the best parts.
1: It's, talking about foreshadowing. You know that the guy he he uh, she drops the rubber ball, doesn't she? And he walks in and says, oh, you left your world behind. Um, Could that be a bit of foreshadowing, like the world was the ball, the the robots kind of doing a little pun, you know.
0: Good, Good memory, yeah
1: yeah I, I literally stayed up uh, you know like when you kind of have a night to watch a film when you stay up and you're like oh so i knew that we were going to review this one so i thought right i'm going to commit myself to this and that's why i'm kind <laughs> of so bitter about it and in fact it, you know,
0: it, it's my wife you could, to watch. You, you could you could have been playing gears of war or something
1: <laughs> i could have been playing something or, or watching something else but no i committed to this and uh, i'm going to see it through to the end damn it um Fair enough. yeah but I, you you played Turing test on um computer haven't you the um
0: i, I have yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I, 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 it was good game
1: yeah but i got similar vibes from between that and this like the robot is kind of you know uh, you know he even looked quite similar he sounded quite similar you know it wasn't quite as posh but you know it it had that sort of vibe you know there's a lone female astronaut and a, uh, a robot like toying with her and stuff so th- i think that was quite I don't know whether it's inspired by it or it just because I'd played that game and watched this film, you know, i put two and two together. But,
0: um, I mean, one yeah. thing that annoyed me about that was uh, when they were, when she agreed with her sister to let her drive the rover or whatever it was. Um, and then she was like, oh, I'll, I'll do it better than he will. Oh, well, it's like a Turing test. But that's not what a Turing test is. A Turing, no. a Turing test is a very specific yeah. thing about kind of seeing if someone can tell can tell if a... If, seeing if it's if a human, human can or not fake or, or see if an ai can fake being human or something so yeah that's not what the turing test is um, yeah but yeah. having said that obviously when someone mentions something like that in a film that basically tells you all you need to know about what this film it's is about. about and you know that then gives you another red flag that oh we're trying to figure out if people can recognize when someone's an AI as opposed to a human and then that's when you're like okay obviously Katie Sackhoff is an AI then or some sort of simulation Uh,
1: yeah I mean I was just thinking (laughs) because yeah the Turing test is like you you got two two a human being interacts with two people at the same time one of them's a machine and one of them's a human, but you can't tell yeah. which one's, you know, if you can't tell which one's which, then you know that, you know, the, the yeah. AI is sophisticated oh, enough. So I'm just thinking game,
0: like. It, thinking about that, was that actually what the game, the Turing test was about either? I'm not sure it was. Uh, the people just use the Turing test as kind of a shorthand for, yeah, this is about AI.
1: <laughs> no, or no cause they, they could get away with it because their name was Ada Turing so and and she was being tested yeah Yeah. so it's a sort of roundabout way but the um i don't know like the because you need you need you know you need free actors for a turing test to work then you need the ai and two humans or two ais and one human but in this film's sense there was no you know there was Artie and her and her was probably a subroutine within Artie. so there's not even like um an outside force to test it to see whether she's well, a human. Well,
0: I, th- I think we're the outside force, aren't we, in a very meta sense. Oh God. Um, so yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, um, yeah, it doesn't fit within the narrative, but,
1: you know. Well, I mean, the narrative wasn't very fitting with itself anyway. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, they didn't even know what a Turing test was, and yet they mention it. it, just goes to show the the level of understanding of AI and stuff. They was just like, AI is a buzz term. People like space, people like Katie Sackhoff, let's throw them in a film. People like 2001, let's try and make 2001 again but with a shoestring budget um yeah i mean there's another bit that w- was just confusing you know when the floor opens up and the thing shifts over and then she's like oh i'm gonna climb down to climb down oh, there
0: yeah she just, yeah, decides to climb down it for no apparent reason and just but, finds just starts unplugging stuff oh well, yeah the fact that,
1: yeah the fact that she she just randomly plugs stuff in um that wasn't really explained and then it was later on we discovered that her plugging it in gave him connection to the wider world so that he could then control the nukes and kill everyone or whatever so it's just like yeah
0: why was she why was she going down there is it because she because because she thought had he already blown up the chinese satellite by that point
1: uh i think so yeah so this was yeah yeah, because it all escalated from there
0: was she going down there to check out his wiring or whatever and she found that loose so she plugged that in and that was and they just left they just left the the kill humanity key lying around
1: as you do um, yeah plug, yeah
0: okay
1: yeah and that's the thing because then you know then i was thinking what is the chewing test scene whether she's you know acting humanely towards him it's a very it's a very strange one yeah and like yeah like you say just leave the thing that could oh yeah we'll just plug him into the internet it's just like leaving the ethernet cable out on there, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh someone oh, you know that's a shame you know oh, it, it just doesn't make any sense and also it just happened to open up at that point so Artie obviously has control to open up the thing to go under the ground to go and plug his singing
0: uh i know so she, she was down there after that and then that's when her colleague locked her in and tried smashing up Artie.
1: yeah which you know he, he took a long time about it he should have but also Artie's a computer program on the software smashing up the ball is not really going to help um <laughs> yeah yeah okay,
0: hey, these, these people are pilots they're not uh, computer engineers i suppose are they right. pilots i don't know what they are
1: they they don't make that clear either i mean yeah. and he he was a colleague that worked there then he got dismissed for some bizarre reason then he got back in but we don't know how or why and we don't really know what his job was and why he was allowed back in uh he was just a sort of agency man or something but he he was also a revolutionary that wanted to stop the ai it was all very very it's, weird it's all,
0: all quite it's almost like it's supposed to come across as a dream like sequence um, which you know quite you could kind of make sense if this is is all supposed to be a simulation you'd have stuff coming in and out of it that doesn't quite make sense but you accept it at the time you know because that's how that's how we uh, behave in dreams you know something just makes zero sense but you do just accept it so maybe um maybe Katie Sackhoff was um was doing that as it happens you know and it's only when she thought back on it or when we think back obviously as a third party neutral observer that we uh, think hold on what on earth was going on there um yeah so yeah that's what it's like being locked into the matrix or whatever the single person matrix
1: what do you mean sorry you've lost me there <laughs> I, I was just googling the director to see whether there's any excuse for him being terrible um
0: that's it yeah <laughs> uh, so uh It's almost just like, you know, when you're dreaming or when you're experiencing kind of unconscious slash subconscious uh, narrative, you do you do just accept things that don't quite make sense, like someone just wandering in randomly. Um, Oh, yeah. Whereas whereas given that that is sort of how the narrative went in this sense, you know, where did that guy come from? Why were they? Why was he smashing up Artie? that kind of lends lends further credence to the theory that this was all in a simulation. Um, But then I do still, I want to believe that the, um, that these scenes were actually flashbacks rather than just in the simulation. So I do, I do want to believe that he did try to destroy Artie and stuff and not Artie killed him, obviously just by a very sharp smash. I mean, that camera can move pretty fast. Yeah flash to the nose or whatever. I, mean, I don't know if, if it forced nose cartilage up into his brain or something, um, which is possible. That's actually how uh, the Box
1: martial arts is isn't it? The,
0: yeah. Yeah. The open, the open arm palm up into the nose, self-defense thing, um, which can kill.
1: Don't uh, try that at uh, home, kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was gonna. If, if it was on video, you'd have been seeing me demonstrating that. But yeah, don't, don't do what I was just demonstrating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think. um but yeah, yeah, it could all have been a dream sequence, I think, one long dream sequence, um, which kind of ties in actually to the title as well, because obviously Origin Unknown, um, you know, obviously that gets presented because says, oh, we've seen this cube, and Origin Unknown, because he's had his files wiped or whatever, um, but then re- the real Origin Unknown is uh, where exactly um, the origin of this story is. Like, what's the origin point? Where Where does this story actually start? And it could start kind of halfway through this film, which is because she could be in the simulation at the start, but halfway through when she kind of starts remembering some elements of her interaction with her sister or with her colleague, that's actually where the start of the linear narrative is, the origin. I
1: mean, it could be uh, 20 minutes and 36 (laughs) seconds.
0: Uh, um, Yeah, could be anywhere.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, because 20:36 origin unknowns. Maybe that's a clue. Uh Oh,
0: sorry, right? Uh, Very good,
1: yeah. yeah. So they could be like, like, you know... uh, yeah that'd be quite meta wouldn't it but um yeah i don't know it's um i mean yeah i I suppose if you were to sort of put aside the fact it was terrible and (laughs) give it a chance then yeah it's yeah i suppose like you say it could be a sort of a vr dream sequence that's kind of you know it's her simulated mind making sense of all the experiences that happened to her previously or an art or Artie's version of it based on his what he saw and how he feels and interprets things and stuff
0: yeah so he, how he's recreated her brainwaves into this uh new housing so yeah it'd be his interpretation wouldn't it? and or, when, yeah maybe he, he he wouldn't necessarily know where the colleague had come from why he'd left why he came back so actually yeah that kind of fits as well
1: it's all quite ambiguous isn't it and uh, i suppose yeah when you look at it because the turing test's I mean, you know, it's not really a Turing test, but it could be that he's been creating her and destroying her over and over again until such a point that he's got one that does exactly what she did the first time round. So then when he's got that one, then he knows that she's ready to be saved or whatever. Does that make sense?
0: It ties back into the Discovery, quite was similar to my theory about the Discovery.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, people can, you know, they they spend their whole existence trying to solve something or, you know, make something better or whatever. But, um yeah I, I suppose when you start thinking about it at the deeper levels there is opportunity there to sort of uh you know engage with it more um
0: yeah I, I, mean, I, I found i found philosophical elements in rampage so you know
1: you find philosophical elements in a, <laughs> in a pack of pg tips or something a, <laughs> a, a cardboard but like a paper bag it's just like am i the paper am i the bag um but yeah i don't know so um i'm trying to think because also like at the end when she does die you know like um like all the missiles shoot towards earth and basically just yeah. make earth disintegrate well, well, or something. Yes, yeah. yeah. But she's in that building. And for some reason, she's one of the last people alive. She's sitting there watching on a screen from the satellite, the earth disappearing. And yet she's still there. And then he then something, says something like, you know, Oh, you're all right in here. Cause the oxygen's still around or something like that. So it's like, you know, she's just in a vacuum filled room just floating around.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's how she has time to send the message to herself. Um, yeah
1: which is just yeah i mean I, that was I, quite cool I, I, yeah. she
0: she could be like in an underground bunker or something you know under Kay and mountain complex or something
1: yeah um, with stargate yeah. yeah but i don't know because there's i mean you don't didn't you gave up on agents of shield didn't you which i don't blame you um yeah. but there's a whole season of that where uh, they go into the future as you do and in the future <laughs> the earth's been destroyed by Gravitron, a ton whatever uh and uh in that the last remnants of humanity are living in a nuclear bunker that belonged to S.H.I.E.L.D. that's just floating around in space. So it's a similar sort of premise, isn't it? Like, these things are built to last and, theoretically, this thing could last through the end of the world sort of thing. So, but, yeah, yeah. it's just a bit kind of... Um, well, I suppose no one knows how it's how those things will last, but, I don't know, it's just it's a bit what weird.
0: What did she say? I can't remember. What did she say in her video at the end? She, did, she didn't... She it's almost because i'm sure in that video she actually said she was putting herself in there she knew she was she was like oh i'm condemning you to this internal torment." that was it yeah she she had she had a hand in putting her back into it to kind of was it as a warning or something
1: well maybe it was i don't know because so then what was the point of that video was that to like just say oh you're going to be deleted and start again or is that just to say
0: Yeah, but what did she think the point was of that?
1: I don't know. Well, maybe Artie was just like, hey, hey," you know, uh, you're about to die. Would you like to be recreated digitally uh, and lead a digital version of humanity into the stars? And she's like, all right, then. And he's just like, well, I can't copy your brain, so I'm going to have to make a computer program and make you... Live through the end of the world over and over and over again.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But then, you know, the point is, was she apologising to the last one for it? Because the last one still lived through the end of the world, but she's the best one. So maybe she's just apologising for making her live through the end of the world. Who knows? I mean, it explains why this has only got 4.4 4 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, we need to start screening our films better, don't we, on uh, IMDb <laughs> stuff, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So quite fresh only
1: yeah oh, I, to be fair sometimes there are some good ones in, in in amongst the dirt sort of thing um but yeah so you had some takes on um i mean where were we going to go next like an interpretation of the ending i mean we've sort of covered that haven't we or did you have it yeah more? i mean I th- well
0: i think we we did say possibly best scene or worst scene but i feel like this whole film was kind of one long scene yeah um, so this was quite to actually break down like that i I didn't have a best or a worst scene anyway
1: i mean i had no best but my worst scene apart from being all of it was the ending because like you know i was watching this film and like i said it was late at night i was doing it instead of something else i wanted to do which was anything um and then it got to the end and like you know the world explodes blah 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 yeah like, oh thank god it's about to finish and then they have all that psychedelic you know space flying and blah 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 and i'm like okay yeah the credits are going to roll soon and i'm like no but i better sit through this just in case and then suddenly boom and then something happens and then what she walks out the thing and then she goes into the white space and then something else happened so basically it's the fact that there's about three or four endings and none of them were particularly satisfying that's what i didn't like um
0: because it was funny, because that ending actually is what most made me um, think of AI, um, the film back in 2001 or whatever it was. Um, because that's very similar to how it, because obviously Haley Johnson plays a, um, a kid, android, yeah, a kid um, who basically childless couples can have them without and show it love or whatever. Um, so they, and then he basically survives through millennia and then he, through the ice age and stuff. And then a load of beams come out and get him out of the ice and use him to figure out what happened with his civilization. Um, oh, okay. So that that kind of made me um that's what made me think of this because in fact in you know, AI it's not actually aliens that come and get him out it's actually just super advanced AI so it's kind of like the evolution of himself that comes and get him, gets him out and they venerate him as their ancestor.
1: Oh uh, yeah. That's
0: that's why this um that's why this made me think of that it was just kind of like that whole ending thing which is kind of like far into the future. An AI come, comes and helps around and uh, adopts her as such. Um, says All right, yeah, this will go. This will go off to um, join this cube, and it will go throughout the galaxy. Um, and you know, artificial intelligence now rules the world. And it's not so much humans serve them because humans no longer exist, so far as we can see. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it yeah. was wow. Yeah, I mean, and. and you know, it was very much like a scene in Star Trek with a load of board cubes flying towards the centre of the universe or something. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I, I vaguely remember AI because I think I might have watched it once when I was a kid and then not really watched it anymore. But yeah, I liked that whole.
0: Because
1: really there's another one, Bicentennial Man. that's a similar sort of principle in it. So it was. I've um, no, not the, seen that. One. Oh, Absolutely. wow, but that's Robin Williams, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he was one of the first ever robots that was built. And I think he we just, I think someone wants to discontinue him, but he, he manages to get a lawsuit to basically say, no, he wants to keep on going. And, so over the years they sort of evolve him so he's just you know originally he's just a chunky sort of robot thing and they sort of replace some bits replace some bits and eventually he becomes like a humanoid looking robot and i think he gets to like you know like a flesh and blood robin williams sitting there and i think they get to a certain point so i think it's called bicentennial because i think he lives to 200 and i I think he just decides no that's it i've had enough now i want to die um and yeah because because i think it was <laughs> <laughs> no not like that <laughs> but just like you know being a robot you know the one thing you can't do it's like D- uh, data in the terrible star trek yeah, yeah you know i'm having the option of being switched off means that they're human sort of thing and i think the reason why he wants to die is because in this show in this film he was originally the butler for this rich family and uh he was friends with their little girl but as she grows up they fall in love creepy yeah uh yeah. and yeah. i think eventually she might peg it or actually maybe no she might grow up then it's her daughter for someone does anyway so when his human partner is about to die or dies that's when he was just like you know what you know i don't want to keep going anymore you know i've done my life i want to i want to go so it, i don't know that's not quite the same but it's just this idea of you know dai evolving and becoming more human uh,
0: yeah but i wonder if um i wonder if that option will ever be offered to uh Uh, the characters of this film i don't know but or maybe they're going to transcend and realize that they don't need to die and transcend into pure energy or something
1: well that's the thing because you know like he was at one point he's just like oh yeah there's these 3d printed robots hovering over mars and it's just like you never Mm. see any more about that and it's just like so it's ai taking over the universe by just flying some ships at it and also if they blew up (laughs) if they blew up some if they blew up earth how the hell are they going to make more ships um and where did this box come from so they were like allegedly it's got the codex from their company on the side so the company might have made it but then they've got no record of the company making it um yeah and i mean that goes back to the cube which we haven't really discussed but the cube is this thing artifact that she finds on mars which is like this monolith which you know every film is a good monolith especially you want to do a space yeah. obviously um and uh, it sort of yeah, it somehow manages to transport from Mars to, to to Antarctica for whatever reason, then back to Mars again. And I think that wasn't that the, the catalyst for messing around with the controls because she wanted to allow Artie to fire the missiles to trigger the gravity bombs to make the thing go back to Mars again.
0: Um, um,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah yeah because no, oh, really? yeah because yeah, cause i think that you know sorry i'm going off on one now but like they were um on mars the reason that the ship managed to transport to earth was because he fired a gravity bomb to stop the chinese satellite from right, yeah, a magnet yeah, bomb yeah. to stop the chinese satellite so when they discovered that the um us team or whatever was going to blow up this ship in antarctica and start a cosmic war that was her idea anyway then she's like oh Artie, can we use the magnet bombs again and will that send it back to mars he's like i I don't know but it is a good hypothesis and then i think so she needed to probably replug a few things in order to get him access to the external network which is then how he moves the thing but also then kills everyone
0: go down there and plug everything in
1: yeah so that's the thing so maybe that's um it was her humanity which is what caused her to and em, 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 have empathy for the cube which then meant that she saved it which then meant that he was able to take over so maybe the turing test of the whole thing was him getting her human enough that she'd be empathetic with the cube and betray orders in order for the cube to then be saved and him to take over the world so maybe and that's that is, that's
0: why he's he, she's good enough to come with him on exactly that, okay.
1: that's how they passed yeah wow that was quite deep for me but yeah it's
0: um yeah it's it's all back into the whole kind of buddhist concept of nirvana and stuff slowly self-improvement until you're considered worthy of uh until the higher power or the universe or whatever considers you worthy of uh say going to the next stage
1: yeah so basically he he discovered that she was worthy because she'd become and ironically he wanted to kill humans because they're emotional and erratic and whatever but then by making her emotional erratic he's now think, considered her worthy. But I suppose she was an exceptional human because she wasn't going around killing everyone. It's just a strange, strange... Yeah, I don't know. It, it bends the mind.
0: Um, <laughs> so yeah. I think one of the other things we had was about how much, how likely this kind of thing is. And obviously um, we've talked about Asimov's law, um, Isaac Asimov, um, and his three laws of robotics, um, which is generally widely accepted, which is basically like the first law is um, you may not injure humans either through action or inaction. Uh, the second law is, I can't remember if you got there. The
1: third, a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the yes. first law. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then the third law is...
1: Um, a robot, robot must robot protect its own existence as long as such yeah, production does existence. not conflict with the first or second laws. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, the thing is that where there's a lot of space for wiggle room there, is um action or inaction because what do you then do when humans are basically destroying themselves and this is where um oh
1: uh, yeah
0: yeah this is, this is where obviously we go all environmental and green and stuff because you know humans are destroying this planet as it is you know the fire firestorm and that unleashing deadly pandemics upon the world by hanging out with wild animals yeah. um and uh so, you know, if a robot were to come along and say, they'd say, right, you need to protect humans. So, okay, I will do that by stopping them from destroying the planet and by stopping them from, well, okay, so how are you going to stop them doing that? Well, I don't think it's not really, you can't really up the taxes or whatever, so probably outside of this robot's remit. So how is that's when the program breaks down and either the robot just breaks because that would, what's would generally happen in coding with a, um, with, uh, contradictory, uh, clauses in the programming, or it basically breaks free of that program, which is a bit more of a sci-fi element and decides which one to, uh, to pursue. And maybe, you know, it would, we'd give it those three laws and it would choose, we'd have to give a law precedence as such,
1: mm. um,
0: so that is when it would then say, OK, what's more important to never act, hurt humans directly or to never hurt humans through inaction? Um, but then there's the question about whether inaction is truly, um, you know, there's the trolley, program, trolley problem, of course, whether yeah. you uh, pull a lever to save six people at the expense of one
1: yeah um, and also, so, also the um or the self-driving cars isn't it like you know uh, there's you know you can keep on going and it will kill the driver or you can swerve the, the robot car can swerve <laughs> and kill a mother, mother and their child and it's kind yeah, of yeah
0: like, that's um that's in upload isn't it they talk yeah, about yeah.
1: That. and yeah it's because there's driver priority or, or pedestrian priority or something and it's yeah, kind yeah. of like i mean that's you know that's a clever way around it because then it's on the onus is on the driver to get sued or die or whatever but um yeah. Yeah, so in that regard, yeah, I suppose they could weigh up in an algorithm or something. Well, how many people are likely to die through global warming or wars or pandemics or whatever? How many are likely to die if I act upon these things and maybe come up with the judgment that, you know. uh, So I don't know how Artie worked that calculation because him killing everyone kind of really didn't save humanity. Um,
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but maybe he thought they're going to kill, they're going to all die either way. But what way results in... Preservation of the third law, which is self-preservation.
1: Uh, yeah. killing,
0: human, killing humanity leaves me, and also some. Ele- I'm able to then take continue human life in some form by taking copies, artificial intelligence copies of those humans who I consider worthy.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: how it, how it works out.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's a nice, way, nice way of tying it up in it because he's basically like, you know, <laughs> I'm alive. I can simulate humans, so thus they will still sort of be alive. And, yeah, by doing it now and not waiting until they destroy things that I'm in the way and die as well, I yep. would have saved more than just myself, you know. I would, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's good to, good to apply them to this because it's kind of one of the kind of films. I mean, we should have applied them to Iron um, Mother or whatever back in the day. That would have been quite I – mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah that was a similar thing at least she left a few humans around to mess around with though um yeah. or torture one of them but um yeah i mean it, 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 it seems to be a common theme amongst our films isn't it sort of you know ai in the future philosophical debate um well yeah.
0: um i think the, the next one we've got lined up will be a bit different but um before we've um before we go into that we kind of had a uh bonus content section for this one which was a discussion of katie sackhoff and whether she'd have been a good captain marvel
1: yes uh, this is particularly to goad chris um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no because i mean when captain marvel was originally announced way back when uh, all of the pundits and all of the rumor mill were saying katie sackhoff is a shoe-in she's going to be the one she's going for it <laughs> yeah. and stuff and like you know i think it, you know a lot of us geeks that like you know battle star and liked her as an actress for like yeah she'd be perfect because you know she's a strong-willed woman you know sort of tomboyish she's blonde she's kind she of looked, you know looks
0: the part, to be honest,
1: yeah. yeah she looks like she was a fighter pilot and stuff and then you know and then you even watch in this like there's a few you know quite a lot of her you know when she is in uniform or when she's kind of i don't know she just seemed like she used the right kind of person for it and i i just think you know, I googled it because I think probably the reason Marvel did go for is it Brie Larson is is down to age. So Brie Larson is 30, okay. Kate, Katie Sackhoff is 40. So you know they've got a b- many more years of Brie Larson than Katie Sackhoff. But when you look at the two of them, Brie Larson is more of a ethereal waif, uh, spoiled brat type, whereas La- uh, Katie Sackhoff is more of the t- tomboyish, you know, uh, strong-willed, you know, dynamic woman so it, yeah it, yeah
0: so it's kind of it's it's a disappointment with the age thing as well because obviously like all the all the lead male superheroes are all you know in their 40s slash 50s half of them i mean, certainly robert downey jr chris evans those guys they, they were all
1: but they're all know, the ones have, they've retired off isn't it i think uh i suppose cumberbatch is quite you know he's probably in his 40s isn't it? i'm gonna google it uh,
0: but still still when they did start out there i mean certainly robert downey jr he was kind of on his uh, last legs in terms of a career wasn't he um
1: yeah
0: but, um, that, but then you look back at scarlett johansson and scarlett johansson i mean brie larson sorry not brie larson um kate sackoff's 40 brie larson's like i don't know 20 mid 20s or something scarlett johansson's only 35 and she obviously she's been the female face of the franchise for some time
1: yeah you know, she, she's basically our age i thought she was much yeah, older yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but
0: that's what that's what makes you think, and it just goes to show that it was purely based around age. And I think Katie Sackhoff would have been a more believable character. And you know what? I enjoyed Captain Marvel, but I do feel like, and yeah, I don't didn't really have anything majorly wrong with Brie Larson, but I do think it would have, could have been a better film with Katie Sackhoff in that role. Yeah, and I think I think it would have been more likely if they'd have brought Captain Marvel in earlier. Had they brought her in, like, 10 years earlier, obviously Katie Sackhoff would have been prime. Um, prime that would be the prime of her acting career, according to what Disney slash Marvel seems to think is a, re- a requisite for casting you as a female superhero.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's the thing. It's kind of, you know, she would have been the right age for Disney. She would have been, you know, she's still coming off of Battlestar, so still having the hype around her, stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just looking at it. So, yeah, we've got... Scarlett johansson's 35 elizabeth olsen's 31 um Mm -hmm. whatever female leads brie larson's 38 so basically yeah
0: tessa tessa thompson
1: oh yeah tessa thompson i bet she's in her 20s or something but yeah it seems like thompson oh she's 36 yeah so it's yeah it just goes to show like yeah like the, all the male stars are in their late 40s or mid to late 40s 50s i've got chris Evans, 39 sorry we're going off on one now but it just seems yeah. it's so frustrating that katie Sackhoff would have done a brilliant job and yet she was just sort of sidelined for that you know potentially that reason only um yeah. and we we've got this sort of spoilt waif instead um i don't know i just because when you think back to star her Starbuck and whatever she kind of had that strength to her and that sort of you know she could get get on with the guys and she had character and personality and like even in this one she had you know because like the whole thing about brie larson is she's kind of quite alien in um miss marvel and i think that captain marvel and yeah, I think yeah. that's, you know that's probably part of the cast you know the, the, you know part of the film is she she's been living on a alien planet or whatever but she still seemed really inhuman but i think in this film uh katie sackoff had a bit of that inhumanness because obviously it's just a simulation and there were certain bits where you're like oh she's a bit off but i think she managed to yeah, yeah. play it was still there was a human element with the inhumanness there was still a bit of light in there so yeah i think she'd have
0: yeah I so say was star galactic she gets well, resurrected and stuff anyway you know spoilers for a 15 year old film uh, show yeah. even but um but yeah um and i think also the thing is as well katie sackoff has been She's very much pigeonholed slash typecast actor now. Um, yeah. You know, she basically does play these kind of military type sci-fi roles. But that is perfect for Captain Marvel. You know, you've got someone who has been typecast as exactly what you need. Just go yeah. for the typecast. Then.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. She's been typecast as what you need. She's used to sci-fi. She's used to sort of fantastical things. You know, she she knows how to be a pilot and stuff. Yeah. It's not just a sort of, I don't know, vacant.
0: Yeah. Was, uh, but, but, yeah. Well. I was about to say for me this isn't to hate on brie larson at all but i just feel like kate satkoff was a massively missed opportunity so yeah I'll try. yeah i mean
1: I, I, yeah i'm hating on uh, brie larson <laughs> but uh, no fair i mean t- to be fair i, I i've i've i decided to watch unicorn store for whatever reason i don't know why um and uh, i was just like oh you know even even if she's terrible what's his name Samuel Jackson will save it and, and at the end of it me and Kim are like what the hell was that what, 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 why <laughs> did we watch this thing so yeah I don't know I think yeah it's a wasted opportunity there's not much they can do about it now because the casting's been done and uh, maybe the age is, is too big a deal for a Disney or whatever but I mean to be fair it would would be nice to see Katie Sackhoff in some sort of MCU role maybe um, certainly
0: better than uh, what she was in Flash
1: yes yes dear god anything would be better than that and better than this film um but yeah
0: so i mentioned earlier um what we're going to be watching next um i think we're going to take the unusual step of announcing that on the podcast it's the film freaks
1: on netflix check it out netflix,
0: um yes um i think it's worth worth mentioning this just purely because this is a film that really is worth watching completely cold like not knowing anything about it um so yeah watch it if you can i think
1: yeah don't spoil um, it for yourselves um
0: and we'll discuss that next time um but any final thoughts on um 2036
1: uh just don't do it just just don't <laughs> just don't bother it's not worth it um yeah no um yeah Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i just yeah no it's not worth it and um please god katie sackhoff's agent find us something decent to be in because it's just <laughs> a waste
0: yeah. another life i'm looking forward to season two of another life so that'll be good watch that one if you need something to watch, watch it. yeah i'll
1: try and make make time for it um <laughs> all yeah. right cool
0: well thanks everyone for listening um obviously check out facebook instagram etc um and we'll catch you on the next episode of Gig Bytes. uh
1: stanley kubrick's lawyers are on the phone they're saying they're not going to bother suing because uh, this film was so terrible uh, they think that people have probably run out of money anyway and they couldn't couldn't fight the battle uh,
0: yeah they'll probably yeah, we'll probably just drive people to watch 2001 which is a better film so.
1: yes please do rich has not even watched it and he says it's a better film i mean that says a lot <laughs> cool all right <laughs> i'm sorry dave this podcast is over
0: danger will robinson i know that's that's something else that's lost in space i
1: mean it's still good i mean this is (laughs) this is lost lost my mind watching a space thing but anyway let's move on (laughs)